Yes, thanks once again for joining us on the Jock and Journo podcast. Hasn't it been a couple of massive days in football? Still lots to digest and discuss where the clubs are going, how this hub situation will work, how Collingwood's backline will work, and uh, what this man we're about to speak to thinks of these breaches. Scott uh, Pendlebury, five-time best and fairest, six-time All-Australian, the captain of the Pies, and Braden Cox, our tech wizard. Uh, boys, we're going to hit you straight up, Scotty. Two of your uh, teammates, very important ones, tonight are being investigated for uh, breaching the COVID-19 uh, protocols, and it could see Steel Sidebottom and Lyndon Dunn um, out of action, unavailable for a massive game this weekend against Essendon, and potentially thereafter for Steel. Uh, I think, mate, what is reaction to this? It's either unbelievably cavalier or incredibly stupid. Which side are you on? Um, oh, yeah, it's disappointing to hear it. I think um, you know both boys obviously as AFL players we're not allowed to be in Ubers, um, so the the breaches are there. And um, yeah, look, I think you know there's precedent. I think a few of the Melbourne boys as well. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they jumped in an Uber and cop one or two weeks as well for doing that. So um, you know, as as I said to you before we jumped on, you know, how he goes and blows his knees out. Uh, blows his knee out and a couple of his best mates from the club go over a few beers with him just to, you know, sort of get around him. So the the compassion side, the human element to me, I get, I completely understand. It's just, um, you know, disappointing that, um, yeah, they, they jumped in Ubers and, and got home, obviously, you know, had a few beers and didn't want to dr- drink drive. So did the next best thing and get an Uber and, um, yeah, but under the, the protocols that we live in at the moment, um, you know, which is different to, uh, you know, both you boys, we're, we're not allowed to do that. So, um, yeah, look, they'll, they'll have to cop a whack if it, if it comes and, um, yeah, disappointing, but we'll have to move on and um, get ready for, for Essendon, um, I assume, with, without either of those boys. So Steele um, has spent more than two hours at Howie's house. That That's a uh, breach. He's been in Uber. That's a breach. And then a third one for him is that he's gone to Daniel Wells's house, who's not in that 30-person bubble. He's outside that despite working in the Collingwood recruiting department. So he's the one um, most at risk here. Now, he's done this knowing the rules, hasn't he? So he knows at the time that he's doing the wrong thing. And the issue quite clearly that to me is is not only that um, you know he's hurting your side on the weekend, he's also putting it at massive risk the health of your football team because if he catches it, then you're a chance of catching it. It can wipe out the whole team and therefore there is a big stake here um, at play for the whole competition. So I think the whole the whole league will be disappointed on this sort of cavalier action. As great a bloke as Steele is and as great a bloke as Dunny is, you've got a responsibility to the whole league, not just your teammate who's hurt his knee. Yeah, and we, as I've said to you before on this, the, the pressures that we're under are extreme. And um, the the one thing that I would say is that they wouldn't have put anyone at our football club at risk because they reported the next day they haven't come into contact with any of us since leaving Howie's house. So it's not possible for them to put anyone at risk. They've um, had to get COVID tests um I assume they both come back negative because if it was positive, it would have been leaked um, by someone in in your fraternity. What um, like BT say? It's better to be it's better to be first than right. So um, first to be first. So, yes. So um, yeah. So look, as as I said, there's the human element is as I said. You know, after losing the game to GWS, the 
you know, our, our change room was as flat as you can imagine with losing, mm. you know, vice captain of your football club and, and one of the best players in, in the competition at the moment and, and just a guy that everyone loves. Like we were so flat, um, yeah. you know, after the, after the game, we, um, you know, a few of us, and I was one of them, threw up the idea of wonder if we can get a few a few slabs delivered to the hotel to have a few beers with Howie and just sit around and sort of just digest what's happened and take it all in. Yep. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and and as I said, the boys, you know, have, have mucked up and they've stepped out and they've breached some rules, but um, I don't think we need to, you know, dramatise the, the jeopardy of our whole football club or the jeopardy of the game. As I've said before, we've had so many tests done on players, um, you know, 20,000 probably by now with mm-hmm. one active case that's recovered. So, um, yeah, we are doing a lot of things right and the pressure is, as I said, the pressure is very high and, and people will make up, uh, will muck up and they'll continue to muck up because um, it's just the nature of the environment we're in. It's a highly stressful environment this season, um, you know, even with the potential of hubs, things like that. I definitely have noticed the stress at our football club rise in the last seven to ten days having to, deal with a lot of the unknowns which is you know we we still have very little information about what it looks like to move to Perth in potentially nine or ten days and we have no information other than where we're potentially staying yeah and that is really interesting um we'll get to that in in one second so if I think that just to finish on this steel side bottom Lyndon done reporting themselves so getting up in the morning realizing they've done the wrong thing and then putting their hand up I think does should count in their favor do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Because the the alternative, as opposed to the Uber driver dubbing them dubbing them in, that's the that's yeah, the distinct, uh, distinction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or or coming to the club and trying to hide it, and then getting yeah. dobbed in. So both boys put the hand up the next morning of saying we've mucked up. Let the club know straight away, so that yeah. they, as you said, they they've done the wrong thing, and they both would acknowledge that. But they've then done the next best thing, which is not put anyone else at risk at the football club and. It's often talked about just the, you're putting the players at risk. You're also putting the staff, their families at risk as well. So they've, yeah, they've made a mistake, but they've done the next best thing, which is you know, own up and, and make the right steps from there. Um, how are you going to replace uh, Howie? So Jack Madgen, forgotten man, Matthew Scharenberg. I would have had Lyndon Dunn in the calculation. You can maybe have Dunny and Roughhead, and then there's a third. Uh, Howie's almost the third, the interceptor, the, the sort of the floater. Um, is it clear to you? I mean, he's a huge loss, obviously. He's probably the best defender in the competition when he went down. How's the back line? Um, and going to look, not that probably your forward line's a, the, potentially even the bigger issue that's not functioning quite as well as your back line. But yeah. is there an immediate name that jumps off the page at you? Um, oh, yeah. As you said, you know, Dunny was probably one that jumped off the, the page to me. Um, yeah. You know, thinking, could he step into a role, sort of what Darcy's doing, and then could, you know, Darcy potentially move into sort of the role how he's been playing and, um, you know, but mm-hmm. as you said, you know, Maddie, Maddie Scharenberg's a bit of a forgotten man who, um, you know, can, can play a similar role, sees the game really well, uses the ball unbelievably by foot. So, um, you know, Tommy Langdon's not not too far away as well, which is, a you know, a good news for Pies fans. So, yeah, we've got – we definitely have some options there and, um, you know, it's always funny, but you just look back and you have a look at Richmond when they lost Alex Rance. A lot of people said, you know, they're done, write them off right now, and their back your track line arguably got they, they it got better. So, yeah, we're going to yeah. have to adjust and learn some new things, and, and guys are going to have to learn to play in different positions to pick up the slack for for Howie because 
you never can replace a player like Howie, but what you can do is as back six all take a little bit of the slack and hopefully we can defend the defend the ball and defend the ground really well, which has been a strength, I think, for us over the first four or five games. Interesting that Trent Cotchin said that gut feel is that some players, or there's a genuine chance, some players won't go into the hubs. You said you've got no idea how long you'll be away for. It could be a second leg. So firstly, obviously in Perth for nearly three weeks and then whether it's SA or NT or Sydney or Queensland, it sounds like you get a second leg there as well. So you could be away for up to four or five weeks. You've got no idea really what that looks like by the sounds of things. And probably still the AFL doesn't as we speak on, what is it, Tuesday, Tuesday night. How demanding is this on the playing group? And Jordan Ruffett's already explained his situation, but do you think you'll have a full-strength side over there in Perth and beyond? Uh, It's a question I actually can't answer, and it's one that um, sort of if pressed, I would probably lean towards no, I don't think we will have a full-strength side when we go over, Um, but we won't begrudge any of our teammates who are putting their family first over – going um as you said you've heard you know roughy speak um you know guys with really young babies that um you know might have families interstate but living in melbourne purely for football don't want to leave their partner one out in melbourne by themselves for um you know what could be three weeks what could be potentially six weeks so uh it's, yep. i think it's just the, the the factor of the unknown of um as i said before where nine the uncertainty, or ten days the uncertainty is the enemy yeah yeah and we're and and we know that's not the AFL's fault. Like it's, we're all running on the fly. Mm. Like, you know, St Kilda Carlton, their game got changed. It's Thursday night, but it's just that, um, I think you, you wrote that article, Jay, about this year of the young bloke. Well, literally young guys can just grab a backpack and a suitcase and off they go. It's, (laughs) you know, blokes with families and stuff. It's a little bit more complicated. And, um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to adapt as a football club as best we can. The guys are handling it incredibly well. Um, and you only have to look at, uh, what West Coast, um, Frio, and both Adelaide clubs are doing over there, and that's helping keep the game go. So we know we've got to play our part in that. But it's just, as I said, the the stress and the anxiety can can get you at times because you, as I said, I could be t- potentially in ten days. I'm on the road for five weeks, and yeah, I'm just you just got to deal with that as a player. And I know that that's our reality, but it's still you still got to wrap your head around it and and get ready for it. I doubt many people are going to be too critical from Victoria. A few hypocrites starting to come out about uh, the players getting the virus. I, don't, I think they're going to shut up pretty quick. Uh, you got to think that the play, players are pretty much the safest people in Australia right now. They're doing all the things right. A couple couple people getting out and about, but uh, the overwhelming majority. Think of the tests. Think of the scrutiny that they're under. Either of you boys caught an Uber in the last three weeks? It's actually it's funny you say that because I'm being responsible myself and I'm having uh, Uber Eats deliver my six-packs to the house. So uh, it's actually, <laughs> Well done. Well done. Just doing my bit. Just doing my bit. Jay-Z? I think I caught three on Saturday alone. Come so on, um, Jay-Z. I sat in the back. I used the, <laughs> used the hand wash. Uh, I did, I well didn't, done. Didn't take the free water. All the Mentos. I didn't even touch the Mentos. It's a discipline. I was back there, but it's interesting when you hear the, the Queensland Premier, the New South Wales Premier, WA Premier, say we don't don't go near a Vic, or you know we won't let them in. We're not sure if the AFL is doing the right thing. So they've been potentially it's politics, and you touched on that, Scotty. But um, there, how, there how could a, they not? How could they the the governments? How could they not be sure the AFL is doing the right thing? Like we have eight weeks of tests behind us. 
If mm. I'll ask you this, I'll ask you this. If the grand final was in, say it's in two weeks, right? Three weeks, and there was Whoa. a side left from every. There was one side left from every state, and the AFL said, "If your side makes the grand final, because we can't have any Victoria this year, if your side makes the grand final, you can host it, but you have to have fly in, fly out." Would they host it? I think I think they'd become suddenly less critical. <laughs> I, I got a gut that, feel they'd welcome you with uh, with open arms if it was a for a grand final that was going to generate thirty million dollars. So if we're gonna if every state would be happy to have the grand final like you just said, then Jay Z, yeah. Why 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 is the quarantine periods in place for us to fly in? So first off, why does why does Perth want us there if we're that bad? You can come over and hub for two weeks to play games of footy over here. Like, why do you even want us if we're that bad? Because it's going to yeah, bring I you. Think, Kajish. Yeah, I think they want you. Kajish. They just want to be seen to be very hardline and uh, careful. Yeah, or as Coco says, the sheets. A bit of the sheets. Some of the kajish. I reckon I, I, even, even if it's not in these times, which are unprecedented, but I still reckon there yep. is a lot of weight behind the – if you fly to Perth, stay for a week and fly fly. Uh, sorry, play both sides and then come home. Mm-hmm. If you go to Two games Sydney, in a week. do the same. Yeah. yeah, do that same. I think that would minimise travel for interstate clubs mm-hmm. because we could do a little bit more as Victorian clubs. But yeah, I still don't. So, like as we've spoken about, you know, Connor McKenna and how he's playing on Friday night or potentially could be playing, but he's technically mm-hmm. supposed to be in his isolation period. But he has mm-hmm. two return negative tests. Yep. So he can play because they were within 48 hours of each other. Yep. So it's like, why why couldn't we get tested? So the only people that I see are the people at my club and my family. That's all I've seen since March. Mm. Like I haven't seen yeah, my mum and dad. I haven't, se- I haven't seen any of those people. So I'm getting treated like an overseas traveler who's just been in Italy. I get the feeling you need a good blowout with the boys, I'll be honest. <laughs> that's what I'm Didn't that's work what out I'm too well for the last couple <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we're going to wind this up shortly. We get to you some fan questions in our three votes uh, segment. But uh, what's going on for to center, Scotty? Because um, as, as strong as the back line be, has been, um, I think the midfield has been very strong all, all the season. You get Adam Trillor back, which <laughs> I think maybe allows Geordie to go. He, uh, to spend a bit, bit more time forward of the ball. We probably haven't been impacting the scoreboard as much as you would have liked. Close loss to GWS. Chris Mayne hit the post. Brazzy Maynard turned over that ball straight to Toby Green, who had a uh, spectacular game. But, do you, th- you know, and we probably talked about this two weeks ago as well, but do you, needing to sharpen things up forward or centre. Yeah, we, we we definitely need to score more. Um because you can't just keep relying on locking sides down. There's got to be a point where, um, mm. you know, you, you lock them down, but then you really put them away on the scoreboard. So, um, you know, because at the moment we're defending really well, but we're not scoring, which is keeping sides in the game. Um, you know, the, mm. the the GWS game, like we completely dominated, oh, I wouldn't say the second half, but we dominated, we definitely dominated that last quarter. Um, but to walk away with... I don't know. I think we kicked one goal six in the quarter. It's just not mm-hmm. getting bang for buck. And whether, and whether that's we're not getting shots from the right area, you know, the shots we are getting are from too wide, but we need to be more mm-hmm. efficient with the ball. Um, I don't think it's from the layoff um, in terms of your decision making, your sharpness, uh, and things like that. I just think we're, 
just that connection piece where we're still going to develop, um, which is now trickier because we're not allowed to really train as a side anymore. So we've just got to, uh, I think, I think the thing for us is just keep, keep being unselfish, keep trying to find the best shot, keep trying to find the, the guy with the most time and space to make the right decision going inside 50. But as I said, we, we definitely need to be scoring. We need to be up around that. I think this season, you know, that 80, 90 point mark a game to, to really, you know, if you, if you defend really well, you've got to be able to score really well. Otherwise, you're just keeping sides in the game as well to, you know, against the Giants, they had a, a really good 10-minute patch in the third quarter where they put four goals on. And then we had the mm-hmm. ability to match it straight away, but we've got to be able to do it when we're defending really well as well. And we shouldn't underestimate the the interruption yeah, for this year. Just everything that's been happening, the no crowds. I think we can't judge uh, performances and teams. I don't think as we normally could. I think definitely there's a there's a sponge level there that 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 should take into account just the extraordinary past couple of months we've don't had. Well, I think, I think it's that I think easy, it's, Jay-Z. I don't no, reckon. Don't let well, I'm not even letting. Easy. I'm not letting us off the hook that easy. I think it's easier with no crowd because you can hear everything. You can hear when you're hot. You can hear when. Blokes are calling. Yeah, that's because you're cold, um, cold as ice. You don't. You just want nah, to but, separate the, well, the fact. What about of the game? Okay. What about the the other guys who you know first year players, second year players who still haven't caught up to the like when the when the noise comes back, you'll hear guys or you'll see guys panic more. There's not too many guys panicking. I just think, mm. yeah, I just I, I think for us it's a connection piece. It's not a layoff piece. For for us, we've got to be sharper. We've got to. I think our forwards need to get in more dangerous positions and mm-hmm. then they need to work work harder um, with each other. So not – because when, you, when you're struggling to score, and we're not struggling to score, but we could score more, I think you, you tend to think, what can I do? It's like what can you do for someone else to get them open? So if our mm-hmm. forward dynamic works a little bit better, um, gets a little bit more dangerous as a forward six, you know, if they're all kicking two goals each, it makes it very hard to defend. Teamwork makes the dream work, Scotty. That's what I always Absolutely. say. I am wondering about your forward structure with um, – and this is not necessarily a question. This is me just on my soapbox here, but I'm not sure yeah. – <clears throat> I'm not sure whether you're better as a forward line with Checkers as a Sennar forward and then Geordie or Will as a, as a mid-size key and then you're sort of more mobile around that. Um, I just don't know. I'm yet to be convinced that Mason – as you set our forward with checkers, is your is your best forward structure, and you'd be interesting to be in a fly on the wall in the forwards meeting, because he then he just isn't as mobility. Yes, you do that little short pass to him um, every time, and it sits and he gets that run of it. By the way, right? If one more club doesn't pick up that you you and your teammates just lob that little thirty meter uh, pass to him about twenty five. If I see that yeah, space yeah. clear out one more time. They're not doing their work on you because well, it happens well, all every, the time. Every club, it's, every club does it. Every club does yeah. it. We got burnt by one. They did one to us and Toby Green marked it on Darcy. So every club does it. That's We're all just right. as stupid of each other. I'll tell you what I loved at the weekend, the Toby the Green game, because I think we got to see uh, – I reckon he gets marked harshly, Toby. I love watching him. Um, I had an experience with him when he, before he was drafted, which put him in my good books um, forever because I deleted a file and he did a 30-minute interview again. I probably said that before. But, um <laughs> As much as he absolutely kills you blokes at the weekend, and he's someone everyone loves to hate, I just think he, he's just a, he's a stunning player. He's a unique player, and um, he's in the superstar category um, for me. So that was a uh, that was a wild ride watching him and Bruzzy Maynard go absolutely toe to toe for two hours. It was one of the one of the highlights of the season. But what are you making? And I don't want to 
spend too much time on this because it bores the absolute crap out of me mostly. <laughs> oh, great. I did sit through two hours of footy on Sunday, the Geelong-Melbourne game. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting from a strategy point of view because Geelong were – Yes, the short chip denying Melbourne the ball because they know how explosive they can be out of stoppages. They did want to make that a stoppage game. I get it. From that point, it was a little bit interesting. But uh, otherwise, it was boring as batshit. Just a little um, bit. That game. <laughs> and, we've, and we, yeah, and we've, we see that. I mean, Clarko went off his absolute rocket. What would you do to the game, Scott? How would you change it? And don't say no changes because we're just then stuck with it. And it's a, it's a, it's a broken V-dub that's going nowhere. So what are you, what are you going to do to the game? Well, as I've said before, the changes we've implemented in the past to speed <laughs> yeah. up the game and to do these things, no one knows what's going to happen when you pull these levers, which is mm. all I would like people to admit. You don't know the outcome of what you're doing. You're just doing it because you think it will have the certain impact. And it's none of them in the last 10 years have had any desired impact that they thought it would have, dropping rotations, Guys will get more tired, so you'll score more. Hasn't happened. Six, six, and six hasn't happened. No third up hasn't happened. Chop on the arms doesn't get called, but hasn't had a big influence. Um, mm-hmm. What dragging the ball back in, all that stuff. I things that I reckon that I would like to see. A paid chopping the arms. Yep. If they don't spoil the ball, if they don't yep. punch the ball with their fist and they hit any part of your arm, that is chopping the arm. Pay it. Mm-hmm. Very cute. I Holding the like ball. I thought a, I thought they were doing holding, that, by the way. But if is that is no. that is that okay? That's right. gone. Yeah. Holding okay. holding the ball. So that one was if you yeah, get that tackled, was Mason Cox. So if I first, right? so if if I've got the ball right and I take you on or you tackle me and you knock the ball out in the tackle. Yep. Yep. That is what you're trying to do. You're trying to dispossess when you tackle someone. Yep. So have you not just dispossessed someone? So that needs to change. By knocking it out. So that would be holding the ball. Yeah, well, you dispossess them. Because what what happens if you tackle me and I get my arms clean and handball the ball? I didn't. I get a disposal. Yeah. Yeah? So if I've got the ball and your tackle is good enough to dispossess the ball, holding the ball, not knocked out in the tackle, play on. You dropped it. It's a good tackle. Yeah. I agree. 100%. And the last one, the third up rule, Mm -hmm. or the – just when you get yep. when umpires get to a stoppage, yeah, I, I still I don't mind only allowed one jump from each side. Just throw it up. If two guys from the same side compete, free kick mm. straight away to the other side. Don't have yep. to nominate because we waste so much time going. Brody, Max, two yep. rucks. So what? Like, you, so what do you say to the umpire? Throw the, Hurry up, Cobber. Throw it up. What do you just mate, say to him? Hey, come on, Cobber. You you don't because they're Brody. they're asking and the, and as I said, they're instructed probably by powers above. To get, who's the two rucks? Like I, we do, throw the ball up. If me and Brody compete, if me and Brody compete for that ball, Melbourne's free kick. That's our fault for not being organised. Get it? Like there's times when Brody's miles away, and I know that I have to put my hand. I'll have to put my hand up and just ruck and just compete for it. And you do well. Mm. But why? Yeah, why I, tr- I try my hardest. Why would they change the rules that the ruck can just grab it out of the contest and it's not prior anymore? I thought that was an obviously good rule. Was it not? Yeah, it's 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 because it didn't fit with the prior um, prior opportunity rule. Because where's the where's the ruckman's prior? But you've decided to take the ball. But yeah, I, I just think be stricter on holding the ball um, because there's so many good tackles that aren't yeah. getting rewarded. And Hawthorne, North Melbourne, all the ones Clarko was right there. They map the ones that I saw that were missed. Um, 
were ridiculous decisions. Like you said, that has to be tightened up. But you've, you're missing two very important things here, and these will definitely work, right? The kick backwards in the back half of the back half of the ground, right? The kick backwards should be play on. There's no need for a kick backwards to be a mark in the AFL. That's I would say that's half the problem. Kick kick forward, take take on the game, right? And I know you guys switch around the back to get out the fat side a lot. Port Adelaide do it, they're high scoring. Geelong do it, and they they have been high scoring to the league. But I reckon that kick kick back can can get out of the game. I don't think we need that. That should be play on. The second one is when the ball goes out of bounds and they throw it back in. You could easily have three players from each team and each each forward fifty. For every ball in, that would that would give you space around the stoppage to do your thing. That would break up the game. That would open the game. Well, you, you do you do still you have three forwards anyway, 50, 60 meters away. So I don't think that's an issue. I think on that one that you just mentioned though, for for throw ins, even they did it a few years ago in the preseason. Umpires come in ten meters and just hoik it almost back into the middle of the ground, so it's mm. centralized straight away. The kick the only playing devil's advocate with. Devil's advocate with the kick backwards. Love it. If yep. I was a coach, I would yep. tell all my forwards to roll back fairly hard to make you kick backwards. So it's almost like you, you're sort of reverse flooding because if you kick backwards, then I can just press you straight away. And I've, whereas if you kick it forward, well, then all my numbers are there to get to that drop a ball contest. So I'm technically going to be more defensive if you've got the ball because mm, kicking seems- backward doesn't force my press out of the game. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Well, because now if you, now if you now if you kick backwards, sides press up on you, so you're actually extending the size of the ground. Melbourne didn't do that against Geelong, but yes, I get your point. That's not that I hadn't thought that far. Yeah, yeah. Do you get yeah, to exactly have a board. say in any or many rule changes, Scott? Not you specifically, you, but clubs and coaches, because it would save a lot of time if the coach would just say, "Oh, here's how I'd unpick this, and here's how I'd unpick that." Uh, there's a laws of the game committee that I did put my hand up to go on, but <laughs> snub must have been full. You do must have been full. So really much. a bit of an umpire, yeah. judging by I was um, a lot of this out in the field. So Mike I was Shane's quite surprised. On that just... I was quite <laughs> surprised when I got the the knockback, but you got to live to fight another day, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Took it in stride like That's... a champion. They, um, do, do, let's do, do, you, have... do. Do you honestly think? Sorry, before we stop yeah. here, but if no, so the big big forwards chopping the arms if they're paid. Yeah, Ben Brown, like Ben Brown, cops it all the time. Like even yeah. even body spoils where his opponent doesn't even touch the ball. No, no, it's not enough on its own. We need more space around the contest so you guys can zip out of there, break it. Like Judd used to, two hands on top of the ball. That's what we need. Need there's when there's ten and twelve players okay. around the stoppage. You get three players jump on you, try and handball it, another ball up, you get jumped on again. I would say the guys playing in the second tier comp under AFL, 16 v 16, they are raving about the space. So take 16 aside. Does that get your vote? 16 aside. That's Chris Scott, that, well, Chris Scott said that. I've not. Yeah, well, he's talk, and he spoke about their second tier players talking about it. Our second tier players reckon there's that much space, high scoring, um, they just said, like, you can't defend the ground. It's too big, so you just got to score. Well, let's do that. Why stick with tradition for tradition's sake? Like, if, if this can take the game forward, let's be worried about the next era of football, not what happened in the last chapter, if you know what I mean. Like, it's got to be looking forward rather than in the rear. The game, the game was great and we love it, but it's at a, uh, it's at a crossroad, I would have thought. So, 
if Chris Scott says it's that simple yeah. and it's interesting what you just said then, then um, let's give it a try. Let's have, let's, let's certainly have a look at it. Hey, who gets your three votes? This is, the, this is uh, always my, a, yeah. My, my three, Horse Longmire and Dean Cox, Sydney oh, Bulldogs game in the coach's box. I love yes. just seeing that. There's back and forth because you just, I always think I would love to just hear what they're talking about. I just, every time you see the coach's box, oh, he was, it's like his laptop had frozen. <laughs> just hitting the buttons, looking around at the, the tech guys aren't in there now to help him. So that was, that was my, that was my three votes. Yours? Yeah, good. Can't okay. me. Oh, me. Um, I gave it to, uh, oh, actually, uh, Matt Tabner. Uh, but yeah, untucking Sh- shirt off. <laughs> no, yeah, nice. he, yeah, yeah, shirt off, rig out was good, but uh, oh. untucking Rouse tucked in uh, jumper. It got a lot of publicity that he he likes the, the tuck. ham in the sock. Maddie Tabner just went and lifted <laughs> it up, untucked him. I, I thought that was uh, quite funny. That reminds me of something that happened. Oh, that reminds me of something that happened on the weekend because oh, I noticed that at some at some point, and I know what happens on the field stays on the field, Scotty. But I just want to commentate around this for a second because Jeremy Finlayson, for God knows what reason, thought it was a good idea to start getting stuck into you. And I was watching from a couch eating a bag of popcorn, thinking, "Now I've been here before, and this is a this is Standard. dangerous territory for you." Um, Jeremy, I've only been in the league in a in a couple of years, but you, you like this is like walking into a lion's mouth, and then <clears throat> so he's clearly happy with himself giving you some lip, and then I did notice about a minute or two later <laughs> the tables had turned and you were returning fire. I would have thought well, I looked to me like quite bluntly because I can tell sometimes by the the angle of your brow just how sort of engaged. <laughs> in a sort of heated discussion that you are because I feel like I've been on the other end of that at times. And um, it did it did, did look to me like Jeremy was starting to regret his actions <laughs> and what he may have said to you at the time because it got it got nice and that, got nice and fierce. So anyway, that just popped into my I head. I like saying that. Look, the talk. Was that your three votes? No, that wasn't. I thought that was almost negative three votes from Jeremy <laughs> because was he, he, was clearly, he was clearly pooping his pants. He's just still barreling him two minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um my three votes I've forgotten. I'll tell you it's for Joel Selwood. It's for Joel Selwood. He's a friend of the program quite uh, clearly. Um uh, <clears throat> over three hundred games, there, there hadn't been a contest, I don't reckon, where he has not put all of himself into it or even a, a single game. He's been an unbelievable player. And when I'm sixty years old talking to my grandkids. I reckon Joel Selwood is a player I'll be talking about for his leadership, for his courage, for his ferocity to come in for his first year in 2007 and play such an in- integral role. You know, his teammates were walking taller around him in, in his first season and um, carries himself with such class and integrity. And I think for his 300th game, interestingly up against the young bull, Matty Rao, uh, in Gary Ablett's 350th game, I guess this is maybe three votes to both of them because they're both champions. Um, but I think Joel Selwood's yeah, been yeah. a special, special player. Yeah. Um, so it's about Cock. Have you got any questions? I do have some fan questions. Uh, Jared Payne, uh, he wants to know what the thoughts are on a float on a on the floating fixture. Do we like it? Is it just uh, necessary? Yeah. I think it's just. What has to happen? I don't think anyone's too surprised by it. We've been rolling in four-week blocks anyway. So, um, look, you'd rather play on the weekend than not play. So, we'll, we'll do whatever we have to do. I think it, I think it adds a little element of surprise and 
gets the fixture right and everyone's looking forward to Thursday night footy. Yeah, it's absolutely integral to be able to function now at the moment, like it has to happen for it even for the season to continue to roll. And it's good because it gives the the AFL some flexibility to try and get the good games at the front half of the week, the Thursday night, Friday night. So I think it's a good uh, thing. This one's from Paige, a friend of the podcast. Uh, wants to know uh, from Pendles a bit more about Mark Keane. Uh, he's come on leaps and bounds, certainly Back. close to a debut in her opinion. Uh <laughs> And I yeah, about just want to know a bit more about him. Yeah, so Keeney's obviously um, Irish fellows, second year on the list. He's a key back, so he'll um, he'll obviously be you know in contention to come in this week for for Howie. He's a great young kid, mm. super super competitive fella, um, very good mark and um, great kick on both sides of his body. So he's probably a guy who's been stiff sitting behind Ruffy and, and Darcy. So if he gets mm. his opportunity, he'll. He'll come in with full confidence from the rest of us boys that we know that he can he can do his thing. So and he's and he's a ripping fella too. Really, really good, really good young kid. Any annoying locker room habits you'd be prepared to discuss? <laughs> we don't share locker rooms anymore, oh. so I haven't oh, seen him in oh, six or eight weeks. <laughs> Awkward, Jesse. Good one. No. Uh, <laughs> he's and... not. In, he's not in my select group of six. It's <laughs> uh, a shame. Last one from uh, Elliot Warburton. Uh, he. Wants to know how the idea of the podcast came around. Uh, and that's a simple one, I guess, is you guys just wanted to ride my coattails uh, a bit. <laughs> no? no? We had a tech genius at – well, it all started from when we when I did the article for the Herald Sun and Jay used to ghostwrite for me. Hang so on, hang on, we, hang on. Who did, the article? Who, did the, who did the article, Scotty? Did you say I did I the article? No, write no. your own stuff, Scott. I thought no, that was your heart. I said it, soul. you ghostwriter. Did I not just say that? Yeah. <laughs> I think it went like, Scotty, what do you reckon about this idea? Nah, what do you reckon about this idea? Nah, what do you reckon about this idea? Yeah, okay, let's do that. All right, I'll write it. I'll send it to you and you tell me whether you're happy with it. All right, mate. That sounds I good. I thought it was actually amazing that you <laughs> could convert his ones and zeros from his computer algorithm into English uh, for the newspaper. That was amazing. I might be podcasting from Perth next time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we well, have to take the gear over. Mate, I, I mean, checked in. Leave your clothes yeah. and all that stuff. Take the mic, <laughs> take the computer. I, <laughs> it's important. I rang the good people at Up Resort, Scotty, where it, where I think you'll be staying. Um, yeah. Earlier, I spoke to the good, and I said, now, um, you know, what? how the facilities, how many rooms you got, how many people you sort of can you cater for. So have you got a pool? It's like, yes. Yeah, we got a pool. I said, "Oh, good. What's the, what's the? Is it heated? No, it's not heated." Oh, set back. Well, yeah. What's the weather like there at the moment? Well, um, it's pretty cool, but no one's jumping in the pool anyway because it's currently closed at the moment. It's it's not it's not available. I thought, hmm, that's not going to cut the mustard when you have got forty players and forty staff and potentially some families to wanting to do their recovery. The pool, will be open, mate. The pool. You sure. It's Even not what they said today. It's <laughs> not what they said today. You're not going to have your, oh. your, your sauna. You're not going to have your pool. I'll get yeah. I'll get 20 minutes of sunlight a day, I think. Yeah, it's good times. All right. Hey, thanks so much for not only joining in, but uh, putting up with us on the Jock and Journo show. It's been a blast. We'll catch you next week. Bye for now. Stay safe. Thanks, thanks guys.